Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Old school MJ. Old school Michael Jackson. Hey, the comedian Louis Black is heading to Celebrity Theater on Saturday, October 1st. Limited tickets are available, but if you want to win a pair, you could go into the contest page at KTAR.com. All right, can I tell you another music story? So when I was a kid, I had to go to bed early, but I never went to bed early. And I wasn't allowed to have the radio on, had to go to sleep. I used to sleep with a radio under my pillow, under the covers and under my pillow. When I hear this song, it reminds me of those nights. WMYR in Fort Myers, Florida, playing all the top 40 hits. This was one of the big songs. And uh, I'll never forget the DJ's name was John Lentry. Jumping Johnny Jive, John Lentry was the DJ in Fort Myers, Florida. I wonder if that guy's still alive. Uh, anyway, sorry. Sorry that I dragged you down my trip down memory lane because of one song. Um, to carry on with our theme today of of, uh, of bad news over happy music, um, Arizona courts have a shortage of probation officers. We talk quite a bit about law enforcement, at least I do, when I started the show off talking about this, saying what kind of a city do we want? What, And I mean this, what kind of a state do we want? And that's where we prioritize. Um, we've talked about budgets and deficits and everything else because what ends up happening is in the day and age we live in politically nationally, no one gets told no. It's why we have the deficits we do. It used to be that parties... The two political parties would wrestle over which chunk of the budget that they had went to which project and which ideology. Now, nobody gets told no. We put it on the credit card and everybody gets what they want. In Arizona, with the balance budget requirement that we have, it's a little tougher to do that. So they do wrestle more about ideology. Do I see value in some of the things the Democrats say are important? Yes, of course I do. I don't want to see people end up in jail. I think that's a horrible thing. What do we do to stop that? All of these things have value. But when I start prioritizing myself, as I would say I prioritize, we all do. When you prioritize in your family – your budget. You got to pay your mortgage or your rent, whatever. You got to pay for your vehicle. You got to pay your insurance. You got to pay your power bill and your water bill. You got to keep the lights on, keep the water flowing. All of these are the prioritization. But then what what else do you do with your money? You got to set some aside. Want to take a vacation. Maybe you got a, ki- got a kid getting married soon. Whatever. You prioritize. My priority as a state is I think their primary responsibility is public safety. I would say the state of Arizona's number one responsibility is public safety. DPS in Arizona should be fully staffed, fully funded, fully equipped. We shouldn't have a radio system that Fred Flintstone used in the statewide radio system. We should have a radio system that is state-of-the-art because the men and women, that's their lifeline. Many times when you are in a desolate part, desolate, you know, part of the state or the county – You should be able to get contact with someone to get someone coming your way. They should have the vehicles they need. They should have the labor force they need. They should have the equipment that they need to do their jobs effectively. We have grown immensely in this state, and we have not grown DPS to match that. So how do we patrol the freeways? How do we, you know, because it's not just, um, you know, accidents, and it's not just uh, DUIs and tickets. There's so much more that they do. 
So I digress because this is about probation officers. But a part of law enforcement also in the court system is allowing people out on probation. You are going to be supervised whether you've been in jail or it's a part of your criminal sentence. Instead of locking you up, we are going to have you commit to a certain set of rules to serve your time outside of a facility. And you are going to be in society, but you're going to be managed. You're going to have to meet some requirements. Well, we have that system in place, but they don't have enough officers to oversee the inmates. Let's not get into corrections. I could talk about corrections for hours because my brother was a corrections officer for years. Uh, The Department of Corrections is law enforcement. They just are law enforcement inside of a facility. Immensely understaffed. Immensely underpaid. Immensely under-equipped in the prisons. And I think that should change as well. So I'm going to start, I'm going to go in the direction I was before. What kind of a state do we want? Just because we're saying we want fully staffed law enforcement, whether it's cops on the street, whether it's cops inside a facility, or it's cops that are overseeing those on probation, doesn't mean that we want a, 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 uh, more prisons and bigger prisons and lock them up and throw away the key. What we want is enforcement of the laws so that reasonable people can live a reasonable life. And if you behave irresponsibly or you behave badly, there's punishment that we are going to make sure you serve. That, to me, is the kind of state I want. Now, you want to talk about programs that stops people from being in that position? Let's talk. But first and foremost, we are going to tell the criminal element you're not going to behave like that here and not get caught and not pay for it. And we're going to tell the honest citizens we are going to protect you. I think that's reasonable. So looking at this story from the Capital Times, um, Chief Justice Robert Brutnell Uh, Issued an administrative order earlier this month declaring an adult probation supervision caseload crisis because probation departments in eight counties currently exceed 65 to one. Every probation officer has 65 cases on average, 65 people. Apache, Cochise, Graham, Greeley. Uh, Greenly, I'm sorry, Greenly, Navajo, Pima, Yavapai, and Yuma counties all have probation officer ratios that exceed, exceed the statutory requirement and the average statewide, which is 69 to 1, except Maricopa County. Greenly County has the highest ratio at 106 to 1. So non competitive pay contributes to retention and recruitment, is leading to the cause for the shortage. There is a story that I found very interesting. Um, about it says U.S. for U.S. women who run fear of assault is shockingly common, but the solution remains unclear. There are two things that we can do in this society. We can stop criminalizing law abiding citizens that carry weapons to protect themselves. We can stop Visa and other credit card companies from tracking gun sales of innocent people. It's not the answer. The other part of it is we can we can equip our police departments fully so there's less of these predators on the street. Uh, I am not someone that feels like we should lock people up and throw away the key. I'm not that kind of a guy. Hang them in the street, put it on pay-per-view. But I am someone that says I've got girls. My mother lives alone. She doesn't live in Arizona, but she lives alone. Um, No one, but especially no woman should feel unsafe running in her own neighborhood at night. 
they should feel as if something is happening and they call 911, there's going to be an appropriate, reasonable, quick response from law enforcement. And we have got to turn the tide. We have to turn the tide so that the predators know that we are no longer going to be prey and that there will be men and women that put on a uniform that will make sure that that doesn't happen. And when you are convicted of a crime, you are either going to go to a facility where you're going to be watched or you're going to be outside where you're not just going to be trusted. You are going to have to report and do the things that are required, and there's going to be an appropriate caseload for probation officers. That doesn't sound like an unreasonable society, and unless we... We start talking way before these things become a crisis and do something about it. We only do something when it's a crisis. Had the fire department on recently. I know I'm running behind. The fire department was on with, was on with us recently on this show. They're short on firefighters. You know what that does? A response time that's over 10 minutes. Your kitchen catches on fire and it takes 10 minutes to get to your house. Your house is gone in 10 minutes. You got a medical emergency in your home, someone's choking, someone's having a heart attack, a stroke, 10 minutes to respond? We're better than that. And it only changes when citizens like you and I that vote are aware of it, and we make sure we elect people that fill these roles. All right, coming up in a moment, we get you caught up on the biggest news stories of the day. We call it Did You Hear This? So stick around for it. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. All right, let's do the final catch-up on the news this week. Did you hear this? Did you hear this? Broomhead's reaction to the hottest news stories. Representative Kevin McCarthy put out a commitment to America plan, which would prioritize the economy and inflation. It costs more every day. They don't know if they can fill up their gas tanks. They don't. Every time they go to the grocery store, it costs more. Their wages, they lost a month wages. Why? Because of inflation. What is the best way to curb inflation for Americans? Uh, well, we're going to have to do a couple of things. What, the, what they're doing, the government's doing right now by slowing down the economy is one way, and the supply chain issue has got to be another one of them. I think we need to do a better job. I think the federal government... Government needs to deregulate in a lot of areas. We just have signed agreements that are going to make appliances more expensive. We know the EPA restrictions have done a lot to the fossil fuel industry. So I think less government involvement in the way people do business is going to be a one way that you can ease pressure. If you talk to major corporations and ask them, is it taxation or regulation that is worse? Sometimes they can tell you they can't choose between the two because both are very, very expensive. So they are not going to lower taxes, but maybe the regulation would be one way to go. Major credit card companies will start using a new code to track gun sales in an effort to prevent violence. For the first time, if you walk into a gun store, use a credit card for guns, and the pattern is suspicious, it potentially could spot unusual patterns. Since 2007, a majority of mass shooters have bought their guns with credit cards. Could tracking purchases help to find unusual patterns to potentially stop violence before it happens? If you use a credit card, and if it's suspicious, it might trigger something that may stop something from happening. That sounds like the exact law or procedure that you'd expect when it comes to guns. You know what this also is going to do for everyone out there that likes the class warfare argument? Wealthy people will go in with a handful of cash and buy a gun. People that don't have a handful of cash are going to have to put them on credit cards. So it is going to unfairly go after people that don't make a lot of money that put them on credit cards. Once again, you are demonizing law-abiding 
American citizens. That's where the problem lies here. I want to see these shootings end, too. You think this is going to go in that direction at all? No. It adds to the paperwork for people in that own gun stores. It's going to add to the paperwork for people that are in the credit card companies. And it's going to do nothing to address any of the problems. You are listening to Did You Hear This? We do it every day at this time to get you caught up on the headlines. There has been an alarming increase in fentanyl overdoses, and people are calling for action. Fentanyl is 50 times more potent than heroin. The DEA says most of it is produced by the Mexican drug cartels and smuggled into the U.S., prompting critics of the Biden administration to call for tighter border security. How can we stop fentanyl from crossing the border? Well, there's a lot of things we can talk about. First of all, it is about border security. We know that. We need to either have a lot more federal agents so that we can deal with the people coming across in the way we're supposed to legally and have more attention paid to illegal crossers that are muling in drugs. We have to have higher penalties for this. We need to send messages that we are going to treat this as poison, not just drugs, that you are going to have much harsher penalties. But it also, on our side of the border, has to be education. There was a story that I couldn't believe that a huge number of eighth graders didn't even know what fentanyl is. That, to me, is something that's crazy that we've got to educate people of what it is and why it's so deadly that an accidental overdose could lead to a death what you think is an experiment and having some fun at a party with your friends ends with you or one of your friends dying if we don't do that if we don't educate them in that way we're doing that a big disservice i think that goes a long way into stopping it too The NFL has announced that Apple Music will be the new partner for the Super Bowl halftime show. The big game is happening in Glendale this February. Mike, who do you hope to see perform at the halftime show? Oh my gosh, who would I want to perform with? Well, if it were me, it would be probably either like Garth Brooks again, you know, a throwback like that, or I'd go the other direction. I would do a band like Metallica, or I'd do Godsmack. That would be my choice. Um, I would go a different direction than they've gone in the past. I don't think they will, but that would be my choice. Would either be a great, uh, when I say classic, a great rock band, or I would go with someone that's a country legend like a Garth Brooks. I think those are solid choices. You know, I think we've we've had a lot of, and they've been very cool halftime shows with a couple of exceptions that were really bombs, but pretty good, pretty exciting halftime shows. But I, those, those are the directions I would go for sure. All right, coming up, what we're going to do, the average American family is paying over $11,000 this year on inflation. What can be done? What should be done? Stick around. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Hey, happy Friday from the Mike Broomhead Show. Going to talk about inflation. I know it's not a big fun topic, but we're going to talk about it right now. Thanks for being here. Hope you got a great weekend planned. Uh, Let me refresh. I'm not sure I want to do this, but let me refresh. Um, Oof. Stock market down. 766 points. Oh, 29,310 is where it's at. Um, it would close at just over 30,000, and it looks like it's going to close at almost 29,000 uh, today. That is uh, uh, tough, a tough day, and um, it seems like it's going to get tougher. I mentioned this yesterday. It's worth repeating, I guess. Um, it's you know, it's an indicator for a lot of people. They look at the stock market, think I'm not invested. I don't have a 401. But it is an indicator of the uh, climate of America. The Fed not only raised interest rates three quarters of a point, trying to drive down the economy, slow the economy down. 
to stop inflation, uh, they have predicted that they are going to be just as aggressive moving forward, meaning they've told us the other day the worst is not yet here. That three quarters of a point happened yesterday. They plan on doing it again this year. And then again, they're going to do more. And I don't we don't know how much the in 2023. So that they're telling people that they are not expecting this to see any kind of a, a reversal until 2024, possibly. Now, I hope that's wrong. I really do. Um But let me explain why I think to me why this is a an indicator of being out of touch in this administration. The president of the United States was interviewed recently and he was asked about eight point three percent inflation. And he said, you know, inflation's what do you inflation's only gone up just an inch, just a little bit. You know? It's not like it just jumped to eight point three. The rest of the people, the ones that don't care about politics, they don't care about mine, they don't care about yours, they don't care about the president's politics, the decision makers, and this is why this is a great barometer, the people that look at what the economy actually is, it is their job to make money, preserve money they have, and make more of it, and they are really good at it. They are seeing bad things happening. Trust me, if the job market, as good as it was, was propping up the economy and everything was going to be just fine, they would be reacting accordingly in the stock market. They are reacting because what is being said and what is being done are two different things. So the president of the United States said, you know, the Dow Jones or the stock market is not an indicator of what's going on in the rest of the country. Yes, it is. It may not be for the average American family. There may be there's a lot of American families out there, especially people that are just starting out. Listen, when I was younger, when I look back, if I could go back and if I would love to dedicate my life into talking to young people and the 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 speech would always begin with, let me explain why you should never do the things I've done. (laughs) Here are the mistakes I've made that you should never. Never do. Now, a lot of you aren't going to listen to me. You're not going to listen to what I, because I didn't listen to the people that told me either. But there will come a day when you'll remember this conversation because I'm about to tell you the stupid things I've done and why you shouldn't do them. And one of them would be to put money away when you're younger. I didn't have health insurance and I didn't put money away. I just spent it. I look back at my life and I think if I had put a hundred bucks a week away, a hundred bucks a week, take it out of my check, put it into a 401k when I was 25, where I'd be right now. So for young people that are just starting out, this may not affect them. They're saying, I don't have a hundred bucks a week. I don't have a hundred bucks a month to put away. Uh, I can't afford this or I can't afford that. So this isn't affecting me in the stock market. It is because it's an indicator of what's coming. We've had a very good job market. Every economist I've been reading over the last week has been saying what is happening is necessary to slow down inflation the way they're doing it. They say this is what's got to happen. If your intention is to slow down the economy, this is what's going to do it. But there is no way that they are going to be this aggressive and not have massive job losses. Now, how massive? We don't know. We do know that this year, the average American family will spend $11,500 more than they did last year. It's $1,000 per month. Do How many American families have $1,000 a month they can just toss away? 
And I don't know a lot of people that that's happened to. If 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 my mom suffered the economy of the 1970s, the mid 1970s in the mid 1980s when she was raising all of us kids, if she had suffered then what was happening, um, we would not have made it. I'm, I'm convinced that we would have spent part of our time in a shelter. I, I believe that to be true, knowing what I know now about just intellectually knowing what she went through raising three boys by herself. Um, I was very fortunate. Because I was able to ride the wave of what happened. You know, Ronald Reagan became Ronald Reagan in 1985 or 80, yeah, 84 when he got reelected. He won 49 states. But then that last term of his, um, I went into the workforce at 18 years old as an apprentice electrician in 1985. I mean, right at the crest of that wave, just as it was rolling. And I rode that wave until 10 years later when I moved to Arizona and the wave was going on here. And I rode that wave and kept on going. And this isn't about politics. It's about policy. And you cannot tell me that there's not a direct correlation. Talked about this so much about the increase in prices. So what they can't control, we've heard all about. We can't control this. We can't control that. But no one seems to be following up and asking them about the things they can control. When you are so bent on climate change and reversing it, when all you're talking about now is taxing the American people, Billions of dollars. Now, you can say it's only rich American people, but they're still American people. You're going to tax rich American people so that you can push toward your green energy. What California is going to do to the fossil fuel industry in the form of diesel by getting rid of diesel trucks. I had a great conversation, a great point made to me yesterday. I hadn't ever thought of this um, because I've been complaining about what you have to do to the infrastructure in order to accomplish what they want to accomplish with electric vehicles. And from my narrow point of view and where I worked in infrastructure in buildings themselves, not the grid that supplies the buildings, but the grid within a building. I've done some design build work in electric. I have installed a lot of electric, what they call an SES or a service entrance section. And you, you, uh, you base that on demand in that building and possible growth. But you can't factor in what you would need to have half of an apartment complex or a condo dominium complex or an office complex for electric vehicles. I've had that conversation before. What I didn't think of, what about public safety? I want you to think about this. What about public safety? You know that, the let's say the Phoenix Police Department. Phoenix Police Department maintains their own vehicles. They have vehicle lots and mechanics that work for them. They do the body work when there's crashes. They maintain them. They change the oil. They change the brakes. They do all of that in their own vehicles. Do you have any idea what it's going to be like to try to retrofit those mechanic shops to be all electric vehicles? Do you have any clue what they're going to have to do to retrain their mechanics to do all of that? Not to mention the fact that police officers um, you know, they keep their cars, their vehicles running at accident scenes because of the air conditioning need. They're on the road for hours and hours and hours. They drive many more miles and hours than you and I do normally in a shift. You are constantly in motion. I mean, unless you're a rideshare driver, cops drive more than anybody else. How in the world are you going to have batteries to power those vehicles? Are you going to have to go at least once a shift and go back and trade out your vehicle for another while yours charges? How do we do all this? What about fire engines? California wants to get rid of, of gas, of diesel motors. How, what are you going to do about fire trucks? 
You're going to battery operate fire trucks, and then they're going to have to go to a scene. What happens when that battery dies? It, it's just a nightmare. The idea that this is going to be something that's going to be easy to do and the transition is going to be smooth isn't. And it's leading to part of what's happening in these rising costs. That's my biggest complaint. It is on the shoulders of the working class. As a matter of fact, there's a story we're going to talk about to wrap this up for the week directed at this. Who is paying the biggest share of this price? We're going to talk about that coming up in just a moment. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. So Julia tells me she knows all the words to Ice Ice Baby. Well, let me top you. I don't want to be a one-upper, Julia. I don't want to one-up you. But I not only knew all the words, I knew the dance. And You're kidding. I'm not kidding. And I'm a Miami Hurricane. So's Ice. Oh, I love that. And to finish the Friday, he follows me on Twitter. Oh, okay, fine. You talk. All right. That's it. I'm a one-upper now, officially. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Happy Friday from the Mike Broomhead Show. Um, if you're an 80s kid, this song has to be for you. Um, let's talk about Let's. I want to finish this thought process. I've been talking about the economy. Um, and there was a comedian I saw on Instagram. I can't, I can't take credit for this joke, but I thought it was so funny because it appropriately summed up the feelings of a lot of people, even if they voted, uh, if they are Democrats and voted for Biden. And he said, I don't want to badmouth the president, but if he worked the drive through, you double check that order before you pulled away. And I thought that sums it up, doesn't it? Um, I don't think anybody goes into an office. I may, and maybe I'm blind. Maybe I'm just ignorant, but I don't think anybody goes into an office uh, believing that they're going to do the wrong thing for America. I don't think Joe Biden wants to destroy the middle class. I don't think he wants to destroy the country. I really don't believe that. I think he believes his plan will work to better the country. I believe Joe Biden believes that fixing climate change or whatever he's doing with that agenda is going to save the world. But who's paying the price? That's my question is who is hurting? This is a Wall Street Journal story. Middle income households feel bigger pinch from inflation, a report finds. And I always have believed this to be true. And um, my people, working class Americans, people just work their butt off. They, they don't get handouts. They don't want handouts. They basically want to be left alone. They want to be able to make a living. They're, they're happy to pay their taxes. We're going to pay my fair share, but stay out of my wallet every time I turn my back. Stop raising taxes. Stop over-regulating. Stop all this nonsense. You know, New York is getting ready to pass a law called the SIT Act. And I got to be careful when you say that word on the air. The SIT Act. Um, and it is allowing its mandatory places to sit for employees. Now, come on. You know, nobody wants to see someone on their feet all day long, especially if you've got an injury or an illness. All that's true. I get it. But no one, no one. Are you telling me that the state government needs to get involved? The state government needs to get involved in telling people where to sit or when they can sit. And you have to make people come on. Um. So overregulation, overtaxation, too much invasion, investment and invasion by invasion by the government into the privacy of people into the I just think the free markets do a much better job of managing. 
So when it comes to inflation, the Biden administration needs to be deregulating. Now, that doesn't mean we give away things. We sell the farm. Look what Arizona's done. Let's just compare and contrast. Arizona has created a tax-friendly environment for individuals, small businesses, and large businesses. That's terrific. But they also have created a business-friendly environment when it comes to building buildings and doing what needs to be done for a growing business. And we have not um, given away anything. We have not reduced quality. We've held a high standard, but we make it easier. I've mentioned this before when I worked in the trades. You have a rapport with the inspectors that come and inspect the job site. So the inspector's job is to make sure that you are building to the codes, the National Electrical Code for what I did, but also the city codes and whatever city you're in. But they want the projects, the good ones, and they were almost all exclusively. I would say 99% of the inspectors in the field I worked with were phenomenal at their jobs. They would come. Come on a job site. They would do the inspection they were there to do. If you made a mistake or there was something that had to be fixed or added, they would tell you. And they would write it in a red pen on the blueprints. And they would say, I'm going to check it when I come back next time. I'm not going to hold you up. Keep working. Keep getting things done. But just make sure you get that fixed. And they would come back and check next time. And if you didn't fix it, well, then they'd hold you up if they had to. But they, their goal, like your goal, is to get the job done and get on to the next one. But we want to do it right. There's a difference between someone that would hold up the job. Nope. When they said, well, can you do the rest of the inspection for me so I know everything that's wrong? No. When you get that fixed, I'll come back. Then they come back and they find another thing that's wrong. You're getting the job done. It's just they are standing in the way. That's government standing in the way of progress. And that's the difference. And the middle class pays. The working class pays in higher numbers. So I think there needs to be less regulation. That's just the way I feel about it. Rest, Get out of the people's lives. Move away from the people's lives. Um, and, and focus on the important things. We are just about out of time. I always give out the social media information. If you are a Twitter user, I am at BroomheadKTAR on Twitter. Uh, at uh, Broomhead Show updates you on things we're doing on the air and guests and, and such as that if you want to follow both of those pages. And Mike Broomhead, all one word on Instagram. You can reach out to me there. I'm going to be posting some cool pictures of the things I'm doing this weekend and would love to stay in touch between shows. We'll be back Monday morning beginning at just after 8 a.m. So until then, have a great weekend and I'll be back Monday. God bless.